0: This is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Dina Redinger. Dina helps develop confident leaders by fixing broken thinking, by unpacking the unusual subconscious thinking and developing strategies that accelerate careers and create a life they love. Well, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, no kidding. Hi, <laughs> Dina. Thank know. you for being here. Well, you and I have talked before, and I was so intrigued about the subconscious getting in there. I mean, First, like what is the subconscious exactly? In yeah. your words, like what, yeah. what do you view the subconscious as?
1: I see it as a place of gold. It's where we have a lot of deep decisions that we have a lot of answers to, but what happens is the world and events that we've experienced has left us leaving um, an emptiness where we need to go deep in there and find those answers. So things that get in the way of thinking are past events, things that cause us to be triggered for things that you know we've experienced throughout our lifetime so it's that deep knowledge that we can't tap into because the world is just not safe Enough to go there.
0: Gotcha. And it's not easy to get to. Yeah. I mean, people act, react, do all kinds of things that maybe the, the onlooker is going, Why in the heck are you doing that? That seems really bizarre. It's a weird way yeah. to, you know, react to something. Yep. But it's there's something deeper going on yes. that, that causes that reaction. Yeah. And we don't know what we don't know. We know. Right, right.
1: You know, so that's one of Judy Ryan's favorite, you know, you know, mannerisms and, and what she talks about too. But it's it's that place where we are just unaware of what is causing those triggers, right? And so when we get into those situations where we find ourselves under stress or we have to make a very big critical decision. It's really hard to look at things like you would a Rubik's Cube and turn things around a little bit because the world is not safe enough for us these days to really dig deep into those areas of those where I say the gold is, where we have a lot of the answers that we just don't know we actually have them.
0: And so how did you get to this place? I mean, you're like, the super educated person. You've got, you know, <laughs> and, and you went to Washu and you did all, you know, mm-hmm. and so like where did education and 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 everything that you know and do, how did that lead you to where what you do now? Yeah, so it's it's
1: life in education, you know. So I think it wasn't until, you know, I started, I retired from, you know, GlaxoSmithKline. So kind of back up and just tell you a little bit of my life. So yes. You know, I grew up in Springfield, did nuclear medicine for 10 years and was with a great pharmaceutical company for 25 years. And I remember the first thing that really triggered me as far as, you know, being a woman and feeling like I had no control over what was happening to me. Um, I was a late in life mom where I had two small babies. It took us 10 years to have these two little sweet little boys, which are now, you know, 19, soon to be 19. Right. But they were born two months early. And I needed an extra month. And I asked my boss for an extra 30 days to stay home because they weren't sleeping all night. We You have know, two hours, you know, just a whole lot of things with two little bitty small babies. Right. And they said, well, that's okay. But, you know, you're a, a peak performer award winner. And that if you take those extra 30 days that you would lose your award, you would lose your stock and you would lose your bonus.
0: Oh my word.
1: So it was one of those things where it was like, I was t- I was torn because I love these little babies. It took us so long to have them. And I think that's what lit my fire that it was like, this should not happen. Yeah, And I felt so conflicted, you know, I wanted to step in fight, but yet I'm tired. I've got two small babies, you know, and I worked really hard for that, you know, award. And that really does set us up for, you know, future events and things that would come up for opportunity. But looking back over my career and my life, going through divorce and walking out with $25 in my pocket and having to start over, you know, I realized that, you know what, I really needed to think differently and how I was going to overcome that. So fast forward, right? Right. Now I'm out of my pharmaceutical world and I've stepped out in 2015 and went through a women's leadership forum at WashU, which was fantastic with 30 wonderful women. And I asked them when we were done, you know, so let's talk about how we make these business critical decisions. Because looking back in my career, I felt like there were times where I was just afraid. I was fearful. I was not competent. I felt like ashamed that I should even ask for what I want. And I asked them, you know, tell me, you know, can you are you confident in how you're gonna make business critical decisions? And they said, no, I'm, I'm really not. And I said, well, let's do a pilot. <laughs> so I said, let's just Good jump idea. in. Yeah. So 15 of the women jumped in and I created a process to really you know, get into that subconscious thinking where events don't get in the way and cloud what you see, but you have to be in a really safe space to go there. Our own self-judgment, we have our own shame, And I think when you can put women together out of love for each other, and I'm not going to judge you, I'm not here to fix you, I'm not here to tell you what bad decisions you made. Right. But we're here to hold a space to help you to move forward, but yet, you know, come up with some strategies to move. And the women were taking these huge increases in pay and they're moving really fast and I'm like hey there's something to this <laughs> I think we'll just keep going and then I invited one of my professors um, Dr. Jackson Nickerson who is an organizational development specialist right and he is also an engineer so he's one of those amazingly incredibly warm bright men and I said I think you should come see what I'm doing because I think this is really different but I have to ask the ladies if you could come <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, can I invite a guy in?" Yeah. Here's who he is, you know. And when he came in, he said, "Yeah, there's something very special and very um very unique and very different." So, from there, that's how I figured out that we all suffer from broken thinking because
0: life is kind of like a a bowl of, you know, stuff. <laughs> we gotta figure it out. Well, right. And sometimes yeah. you just feel like it keeps handing it out. Yeah. Like, Whoa, can right. we slow slow this down right. a little bit? I got too much going on. Yes. And well and we and, and that's like kinda of what we were just talking about beforehand, that we both have yeah. so much going on at the same time and yeah. there's so much happening. You you do begin to feel really overwhelmed I and you, you know, how do I yeah is this okay that I'm this overwhelmed? Am I going to be overwhelmed for a long time? <laughs> and oh,
1: You know? Yeah. And that's a, a, a part of who we are as people. You know, I talk a lot about, you know, broken thinking really is that biological response to stress. And this is not nothing new, right? but it is, I think, a little bit different in how we recognize how we respond to stress as women and then how men respond to stress. And i find that there's a striking difference between the two, but yet there is some similarities because they suffer too, but they just suffer in a little bit different way. Well,
0: talk, speak to that. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. So for women, you know, we've all grown up with, you know, we are caretakers. Mm -hmm. We have a mindset of servanthood. You know, we're a task-based You know, women who've got to get things done, we've got long list, and we're gonna get it done. You know, men on the other hand are thinking about, you know, how they're gonna win the game in the game of life, right? They're gonna win at the job, the next promotion, you know, they're thinking ahead about what I want. They're also very clear. But for women, this biological response to just life, it causes that fight or flight of, "Mm, do I make a, you know, a better decision? Have I made the right decision? And if we show up in the business world and we are acting on a decision that we thought by history was a good decision, and then we apply it to this particular problem, and guess what, that wasn't the best decision, Right. then we're judged. So that's where a lot of the bias comes in, and I think this is true for all people, but for women, and especially women of color, you know, there there is this bias, and if we make a mistake, you know, it causes those career stalls. And so for men, it's much more forgiving, although they have their instances as well. But it's much more forgiving for men than it is for women. So we are on this constant heightened sense of... Am I being judged? And then we're judging ourselves. And I'm looking at you, Mish, and I think your business is fantastic. And I'm thinking, God, I want to be like Mish. She's (laughs) got all this stuff going on, you know? Um, And so we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. And it's such an unfairness to ourselves
0: that oh, we don't hold yes. that space
1: for ourselves.
0: It's definitely not a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm old enough now to know, you know, recognize when I'm doing that and thinking, why are you comparing yourself? Just do your thing. Like, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, don't judge your own journey. Don't judge other people's journeys. Yes. You know, we're all on this, some kind of a journey. Right. 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 But, well, let me ask you this. Do you feel that part of this, especially in the workplace, and I remember when I started my business, um, I, I felt, I mean, I had some men say to me, no one's going to pay you to do, you know, that business, mm-hmm. which at the time was posting to social media pages for companies and organizations. No one's going to pay you for that. And I was like, mm, I think they will. I have yeah. this feeling they will. And I was glad I didn't listen and yes. just went with, you know, my yeah. own intuition and feeling okay. that I'm, I'm going to go with this. And then I wondered at a certain point, there were other men, that uh, Saying things like, that's not how you do business. That's not how you do business. And then at one point I said, you know what? Maybe it's not how you do business. Yeah. But I'm a woman. I do things differently and I'm just going to go with what I'm doing. Yeah. So do you feel that part of it is, you know, historically men built Mm -hmm. the businesses and that's, they kind of made up what the business world was supposed to look like. And then we shut up and went, (laughs) hey, what? questioning things here, you know, or maybe it's not wrong that I'm doing this this way. I mean, you think that that's part of it? It's, it's a piece of it. I go way back in time and I'll
1: give you a, for instance, you know, when I was growing up, right, there wasn't women's athletics, right? And so, you know, I was kind of the gangly, buck tooth, really skinny girl, you know, I wasn't very popular, but boy, I could run. (laughs) I could really run fast, right? And so, I figured out that I could beat a lot of the boys, you know, by if I could just join the track team. There wasn't a track team for girls. So I went to the coach and I said, I really want to run. Will you let me run? And he said, yeah. So you can, see, can just imagine, you know, kind of that thought process of walking up with a group of boys and I'm going to run the 220. And guess what? I, I'm... I beat you, you know? So all of a sudden, it's kind of like that defining moment, those things that we carry forward in our life is really have some deep experience that you've experienced during your lifetime that is the lens that you look through. Right. So for me, it was, tell me I can't and I will. Yeah. You know, so there's probably something for you that might've even just... And it could have be an adult event right whatever that event is is that place where you're like no I'm I'm gonna do this
0: right I'm, I'm gonna I think move I'm forward gonna just go forward with what I it is yeah. true and um, I remember younger questioning things like I grew up Catholic and well why can't women be priests that's weird yeah. I mean I just remembered thinking that and yeah. why did my yeah. band teacher tell me I couldn't play saxophone. That's weird. I ended up with the flute because he's like he was like girls and you know, I was really young. You know, girls don't <laughs> girls don't play the saxophone. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. really? Why? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. You know, he had some yeah. excuse about it being really heavy. <laughs> 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 I'm like, okay, buddy. Um, it, you know, I know if, yes. if I ever see him again, I'm going to yeah. talk to him about that. But uh, <laughs> but you know, and so then it's it's um, it's a matter of you know. What you see and how the world has yes. formed something, and then then the yes. people that come in and say this right. has to be different. So, and women are definitely doing that, mm-hmm. and I, and you see it. In, and same with like the the I love that we now are very much focused on diversity within the yes. workplace, diversity, yes. you yes. know, with culture, race, ways of thinking. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, different perspectives. People are now understanding how amazing that is to bring that into the workplace and how it can really uplift a workplace. Yes. Because you're going to have less blind spots when you have a lot of different perspectives coming in.
1: Right. And that's one of the big things I've seen a shift in the market right now that, you know, the NASDAQ is, and all the financial people are looking at, you know, ESG. So you're looking at environmental guidelines, Mm -hmm. social guidelines, and then you've got the governance. This is a big deal. What we do know is that a lot of the programs for diversity and inclusion aren't working because... We have to create those really safe spaces, and that's kind of the one of the things that you know I learned through the pilot is that you know we can't go deep in how we think, and we can't share unless we feel safe enough to do that. Exactly. So there's a need on the other side of the world and how we think, and all of the programs, and even investors now are looking for this. Right? How can we connect people on a deep level? Well, I can tell you about my experiences, and I can tell you what I need. And it was when I was. Doing a um, diagnostic thinking pilot for women of color. And I asked the women, I said, What do you need? People like me that are white and blue-eyed and blonde hair need to understand about how it feels to be you. Right. And they said, We're tired of having to act white in order to be successful. I like that. And I was yeah. like very taken back, you no, know, that by that. Makes Just yes. So much. And sense. they have to step out into they have to let themselves go, you know, in order to be who they are. So I think this place in small groups where we can share ideas, where we can solve business critical problems and see things through other people's eyes and share our experiences because their experiences are completely different than mine. Yours are completely different from mine, you know, but it doesn't discredit people for who they are, man or woman,
0: it's fascinating. One of my favorite things right now is I feel like there are so many, you know, so let's go to the media, you know, the media who, you know, kind of was not paying attention to everybody on earth. Right. Now I feel like there's more and more shows coming out that are helping, again, the blind spots, right? The blind spots of, you know, what really happened in America a long time ago, you know? Right. like what, And not yes. just not just the white story, there are many other stories. And so those I feel like that's all finally coming out and that we've got these directors, very diverse directors that yes. are addressing these different yes. subjects and topics. And yes. I love it. I am fascinated with it. I mean, I've always said I thought history was really, really boring. And I think the reason why I thought it was boring, number one, I felt like it was just talking about war the whole time. But the other thing is I, I, don't, I think I knew on some level I'm not getting the full story. Yes. I'm only seeing one side. Yes. Isn't there more to see? Yes. You know, and I think that that's why I was just like, I mean, I really did. I grew up thinking history is a bunch of hoo-ha. I don't want to deal with it, you know. (laughs) Yes. I I couldn't appreciate it.
1: Yes. And people have some amazing stories. You know, I was listening to, you know, What Happens, you know, to... You know, people in general and what have they experienced in their lifetime and how that defines them as adults and right. how do we move forward past that and how can we create new thinking out of the way that I feel is a broken thinking, which is the, that broken place where we continue to do the same thing over and over and we have the same result. Right. Which we know what that's called. Right. I say exactly. That. Right. So I do think that, you know, the world is hurting, and I think we've got to be able to, you know, create safety for people. And I think that's why we have, you know, the crime, we have wars, is that there's a need on the other side of it, but we don't really know what that is. But people are doing some really not so nice things to other people. And it's very hurtful, very, it's
0: hard to watch, especially right now. In the world. Well, exactly. And so what you're doing, you're creating this safe space. So let's mm-hmm. talk about um, what does that look like in the real world? I'm a woman, i I I I, I got the leadership going. I'm ready to take the leadership up to that next level. And I engage with Dina and what happens. Yeah. So
1: I think as a leader, the first thing you want to do is make sure that everybody knows that you're human. You know, you're going to make mistakes, number one, but your opinion really matters, right? We want to create a space where I don't want you judging each other team. right? Right. I want you to take on what other people are saying and sharing. I want you to be more Socratic in your questioning and withholding judgment of each other. So, you know, and I know in my diagnostic thinking groups, that's one of the things we do right out of the gate is that if you feel like you cannot keep the you know, conversation confidential and that we can be honest with each other, then please feel free to excuse yourself because that is kind of the code of conduct. That
0: takes away the safe space right, right there. Yeah. So
1: it's you've got to set it up front as the leader. And I think if you don't set that up front, Then you go back to the old autocratic ways of leadership. Well, this is strategy. I need you to do A, B, C, and D, and I'm gonna measure you, and I'm going to judge you, and I'm going to decide how much bonus you get in the very end when essentially, you know, we're all in it together and it's a human world and we're not perfect, but we can inspire each other for what we need out of each other to make us a better team. And that's what I learned in my pharmaceutical world when I stepped out in 2015 and became a certified coach. It's just kind of one of those things that just kind of fit for me because you go through all those experiences with what didn't work well. Well, right, nobody felt safe enough. Mergers and acquisitions, you know, people don't feel safe. They right. feel like they're going to lose their job. They come in with all sorts of assumptions. So I think back to your point, it's what can you do to make sure that you bring the human side to business first? love it the numbers
0: will come later yes oh I probably would have stayed in the corporate world if the human side (laughs) came first well and you know I thought I was leading pretty well
1: myself during the period of time where we were going through transition but you know I still had a very top performing team but i really think because i saw that as being different you know if we're going through transition you need to know transparency how do you get going and really that service to them mm-hmm. but that wasn't that wasn't the quite fit at that time i think corporate america still needed you to you know carry the gauntlet and make sure that you have the message you know but there's a human side to all mergers and acquisitions and we have to really extend a real empathetic heart for the anxiety that's going on for people and how can we serve them well? Because that's what leadership is. It's serving
0: others. Right, servant leadership, one of my Mm -hmm. favorite topics. So let me ask you this. Tell everybody how they can find you.
1: Oh, you can find me. um, I'm on LinkedIn, Dina Redinger. Um, I also have an email, dina at acecoachingco.com or my phone number, 314-550-2477.
0: This means I said your name wrong in the beginning. I think I said Dina Redinger. That's okay. I am so sorry. Don't. don't As me. a miss that is called many interesting names. <laughs> well, you got my first name right, and I think Redinger is close enough. I just go with it. Redinger. <laughs>
1: it's all Redinger. good.
0: Redinger. I'm going to say it a few times, and they can just like pop it in there. It's in the all audio. good. They'll find me somehow, some way. <laughs> well, I have some questions for you, yeah. Dina Redinger. Uh, that's usually I ask. See me making assumptions. We know what that means. So... My first question for you is What is Happy Puppy Palace? Oh, <laughs> well, I have a granddaughter. She's 10. She is
1: so cute by the way. Thank you very much by the way. She's a sweetheart. But um there was a church in Springfield called Life 360 and I just happened to see an email pop in and it said, "Do you have a child who wants to be an entrepreneur?" And I said, "Oh my gosh, yes, you know. So she'd been making these dog treats and I have a burner, a Bernese mountain dog, and she's the ba- the sweetest thing ever. So we had been making treats and selling them at the farmers market. So when this came up, I said, "Oh, Carson, you need to get in on this. And so they had seven classes. So you go to class once a week and you learn something about business. It was at the very end, you have a business model canvas. You had it all figured out. You had your pitch. You had to figure out your cogs. Yes. And they actually, she has a legal business. So they actually, she has a license to sell. (laughs) So she sells dog treats. So that's what she does. I, well,
0: that's congratulations to her. Okay. I, love,
1: I love that idea. Yeah. She loved it, and she was exhausted when it was all said and done. But. I want to go to the class. I'm probably learn some stuff.
0: Okay. <laughs> so as a leadership, you're developing these confident leaders. Do you have a current favorite leader? Does not matter where, who, we just a current Ooh, favorite leader?
1: Ken Blanchard. Um, Kim Blanchard is probably the person I always kind of resort back to, you know, he's faith-based, you know, I do believe that Jesus was the greatest leader that we could ever imagine. And that if we could just be like him or a little bit more like him, that we could make a greater impact in the world. So I'm very much of, you know, let's pray over the situation, go in and figure out, you know, where in the Bible this may say, you know, I may be struggling, you know, but Kim Blanchard was the one I
0: always kind of reverted back to. So, all right. Thank you, Ken. Yeah. I know. <laughs> thanks, Ken. <laughs> well, the question that I always ask um, people on this this podcast because kindness is the big thing, yeah. and I know it sounds fluffy, but kindness is super important, and I I put it out there as you know one of the top important things that yes. all of us should be doing for each other and and for ourselves. So, just of recent, any kindness you witnessed, received, gave, just.
1: Oh my goodness. Give us some kindness. Oh my goodness. That's a really good
0: question. I think
1: kindness is whatever I'm called to do. You know, I mean, it may be somebody who says I'm struggling, can I have a conversation? Sure, you know, if they need a session, I I I probably give away more hours than I I know I get paid for. Um, you know, having grandkids and cooking cookies on, you know, day before Easter, because that brings joy. To me, it's, it's just wherever God puts me. It may be helping my, my father, you know, he's a 86 year old guy who's diabetic and can't very walk, but he's the nut man. So he's got a business. (laughs) So he actually sells nuts and right. (laughs) So it's just, honestly, it's just what I'm called to do. If the door opens, you know, honestly, Mish, I just,
0: I just, I just walk through it. And you know what? I just figure it out later. I love it. Uh, That is a really good thing. I'm I'm all about figuring stuff out. I say that to myself (laughs) a lot. You'll figure it out. (laughs) You'll figure it out. Say yes, you'll figure it out. Yeah. So very cool. Yes. Well, Dina, thank you so much for being on today. It's been a joy to get to know you better and learn more about what you're doing and helping the future or already leaders that are ready to just be comfortable in their leadership or take it up, right? Yeah, I love that. And
1: thank you for the work that you do. Oh, I can see you. your heart too, Mish, and I really appreciate the opportunity to come in and share my story. And um, we have a lot in common, so. Yes,
0: we do. <laughs> We're going to hang out. All right, everybody out there, you have been listening to a Mishmash Mash podcast. Uh, be kind, you know, it's yes. the big one. Be kind out there. Love you all. Bye. Bye.